Diamond Dreams Miami up and in turn 60. 60 on the day. And at 60, that's when you start taking La Guaguita de Leon, no? That's it. So I'm to show that insurance card everywhere. You start you start getting uh you start getting the transportation or you, or you could drive. Start getting the severe knees, or you drive, knees hips, you know. You know. Go to Leon, get your hair cut, get your nails done. <laughs> hey, but at, at, at 60, at 60, we're still going to be in Tero, Mike. At 60 is going to be the new 50 when we're there. We're going to be in good shape. Absolutely. Absolutely. As DJ ADSR plays us in on this uh, Wednesday, Wednesday morning still. It's rainy. It's gloomy. It's terrible. We're, we're supposed to <laughs> we're supposed to be experiencing you know colder weather. Thanksgiving's next week, but no, it's uh, tropical here it's in tropical. Miami. It's windy. It's uh, it's overcast. It's raining. It's gonna rain the whole day. And Very Mike, on a, on, a, on a day like today, when you wake up and you see the forecast and it says a ninety five percent chance of rain, you already see the rain. I already drove into St. Brendan this morning to drop off Anderson, and then he had a. Uh, a mass uh, this morning for the school, and I, I saw the the field at St. Brendan. Not too good. Not too good. Not baseball ready. Um, <laughs> Definitely not baseball. Days ready. like this, um, you know, you got to understand that the baseball academies they operate seven days a week, right? We operate seven days a week. There's games seven days a week. Practice is seven days a week. So you know, when you kind of get every once in a while these rain out days where you know maybe you're going to be canceled for the day, well, you know, you make it up and you got to kind of enjoy the day. You know what I mean? Um, but I kind of try to wait till about, you know, 2.30, 3 o'clock before making decisions on 4 o'clock. Obviously, the batting cages in Tamiami and Swing Kings we're going to use. We have them rented right. today for some other groups. We'll use them. That's not going to be an issue. But, you know, the fields and the water, you know, they, <laughs> they take a beating on these days. You know what I mean? And, and we've been doing a lot of maintenance on the fields. The fields look great. They're, they're, they're much more playable, much better. And, um, you know, the rain's good for them also. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we have a cancellation, stuff like that. But, man, the rain is really good for those trees, for the clay you know kind of good for for everything you know what i mean but you know if you got the day off today you get a cancellation enjoy the day enjoy <laughs> the day stay home make some coffee order some food and, and enjoy your evening yeah after we're done here i'm I'm gonna go pick up some lunch but <laughs> uh uh you know before we start and we talk mlb and all that um you know we were talking a little a little academy uh before we started the show you know you, you mentioned uh, the, the nine nine you right yeah, um, nine you yeah yeah and and you said Jaden Vela pitched a gem oh, yeah. the other day yeah Cooper's pitching amazing oh, yeah yeah so. that nine you team you know they they've really turned it around you know they started off the season you know it's a nine player roster they started off the season a little rough you know four of the kids on that team are new to kid pitch so you had five with experience four without and their first time around was rough you know they took a lot of losses and didn't do well but man like the last six seven games are like six and one you know they 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 They've done a great job, you know, and in these leagues, if you have a couple dominant pitchers, you're going to be in good shape. You know, Jaden Vela is throwing gas. He's figuring it out. Cooper is just a strike machine. You know, Cooper might be the best strike machine we've ever had in this program. Wow. Like, it's crazy. Like, the kid just, it's continuous strikes and strikes and strikes and strikes and strikes. You know, they had some big wins lately, you know. So, I'm um, super proud of that group, and I'm um, hoping they can keep the momentum going. I'm sure, you know? I'm sure his dad, Alex, is really proud. He listens to us all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, great guy. Great guy, and his kid's doing great, and um, and we're proud of him, like always, you know? Yeah, and a so. bunch of these kids um, that are also playing over at, at St. Brendan doing yeah. doing great, too. Yeah, that St. Brendan team is stocked, you know? There's a yeah. lot of kids. Um, you, you look at that picture, there's, like, uh, more than half of them are XTV guys, <laughs> you know? But, um, yeah, they, they got to stack, stack kids there. And listen, there's a lot of kids in that school that don't play that are really good, yeah. you know? So, but, yeah, I mean, 
I saw one of the kids the other day. He's like a little older that he participated in some national tournament or something. Yeah, Leo Gattorno. He's really good. He plays for yeah. the Team Sosa in Hialeah. And um, he's a really good player. He's best friends with Justin Caminas. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah he's a really good player. We try to get him. Ask him his parents, hey, you want to come play for us? But yeah. mean, they're in a good spot. Speaking of Justin Caminas, he, he was on a roll this morning. Was he? Yeah. That's a student athlete right there, so man. So con- congrats to him. Let me tell you a story about Justin Caminas. Um, Justin Caminas, when we came out of coach pitch and we went into kid pitch, you know, one of the biggest issues is who's going to be your catcher? You know, I remember showing up one day to BP and he came up to me. He goes, hey, man, I want to be the catcher of this team, you know, and that's all she wrote. And it's, it's in my opinion, I think he's the, the best 11 you catcher in the community, you know, and he's got the leadership skill, which is something that's, that's extra. And now you're saying he's an honor roll student. So yeah. student athlete, keep it rolling. Good job, yep. Justin, and good job, Mister Mister C, man. I'm sure you're you're proud. Oh yeah, but uh, but Mike, uh, you know, and again, before we start talking about MLB, I, I I thought of something else. The other day, FIU was playing their uh, it was like gold versus blue World Series. Right. Uh, you know, the baseball team's gearing up. Basketball team almost beat the Canes yep. the other day. Yep, Canes are ranked 12, and uh, somebody asked me, you know, because I told him, man, you know, that basketball team. Hasn't, you know, like they, they were so solid when I was there, when you were there, yep. you know, they had Raja, they had Arroyo, Darius Cook, you know, Shaky was the head coach. They, they had a squad, Marcus yep. Carreño. I yep. mean, they, they had a lot of good players and, and I go, yeah. And, you know, and, and the baseball team, you know, they haven't been like that good since back then as well, you know, and, and my friend Camilo was like, oh, you know, when, when Mike played, and I'm like, yeah, when Mike yeah. played, those teams were, were really Real nice, man, yeah. like really, really good. Um, you know, as an FIU graduate, man, I, I want I want these programs to be top-notch again. I mean, it, it was nice to see them compete against the Canes, but they lost like a few days earlier to some team, and, and, and look, I, I know it's hard to get up for, you know, Papita State or whatever, but... But dude, you you have to play hard all the time, and I and I, I I'm hoping the baseball team is on a good trajectory too because, you know, like I I want to I want to have pride, man, in, in in these programs, and like the football team's not doing good, the basketball team hasn't won a game, I think, you know, and baseball it remains to be seen if if they're gonna turn the corner again. Yeah, I remember when I my freshman year at FIU, you know, it was the, my freshman year was ninety seven ninety eight, and I remember always being wowed with the teams that we were a part of, you know, 98, you know, 97, 98, we won the Sun Belt. I mean, the TAC, remember, it was our last yeah, year the in the trans-athletic, trans-athletic conference or last year, we won that. And then our sophomore year, we got up to 20-0, as highest as number seven in the country. That day, we lost to Illinois State, you know what I mean? But that year, we won the Sun Belt. Remember, it was our first yep. year in the Sun Belt. We went over there and we won it. And then my junior, obviously my senior year was we won the super regional, you know, and I and I, I'm pretty good with like being able to show up to like fields and games at FIU and other universities and saying, okay, let me let me make some comparisons here. Like, you know, I, I still remember pretty vividly the teams we were on and how good they were and stuff like that. Um, but I don't think they've been comparable since Amando. Like I go position by position, you know. Okay, compare that guy with me. Eh. Go to center field. Compare that guy with Barry Polk. Eh. Go to the left Dude, field. Compare p- it with Matt Hutchinson. Eh. Pitching staff. Pitching staff. Willie Goyasso. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we had um, um, Brad Elger whenever we needed him. You know, we had you know we had a bunch and, of guys. And before then, Edwin Franco, Franco Raul Garcia, Garcia. You know, and then we had amazing hitters. Luis Fernandez. Remember Luis Fernandez? Yeah. Bro, 22 home nasty. Runs? You know, nasty. You know what I mean? So um, I just I just don't know. I think that um, 
Armando, just to talk about the same thing, but go off a little bit, it's too much swag. FIU should not be wearing gold helmets, Armando. They should not be wearing shiny gold helmets. They should not. They should be wearing plain black, matte black, or shiny black helmets, not gold. You haven't won in a long time, bro. It's it, Not that it means that, but it does. Don't do that. You know, and then you got your, their social media. Who's running this thing? Because, like, we're the wins. Like, how about get some wins, and then we'll get some swag. It can't be the other way around. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's disappointing, Armando. Yeah. It's disappointing. And I think that until you don't hire the right people, you're not going to recruit properly. You know, because as long as that big green machine is over there and JD's got JD and his people and he's, you better bring in somebody here that's going to be able to match that. It's got to be a local guy, Armando. It's got to be an alumni, Armando. How about Mike Quintana? I would put up a fight. Yeah. I'll tell you that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I, I, I think I'd do a better job than what they're doing. It's a guarantee. I'll say it publicly, you know, but how am I going to get that interview? Yeah, no, man, and it's uh, you know, it's it's a shame because yeah, I I remember I remember those teams. I I remember those teams vividly because I used to call those games for the school radio station, and and it was fun, and it was fun to see you guys beat Miami. Yep, compete against Miami. You know, go to those regionals. You know, and I, and I was there. It was one year. It was like you guys, FAU, mm-hmm. Miami. Yep. You know and. And and all the teams down here were. I remember FAU had a a pseudo named Todd yep, Mosier. Yep. You know that there was good players like Miami at that time. Miami and Boca, like, dude, stacked, yep. stacked, stacked. All it, the teams were in the regionals. Yeah, it was the FAU right there on my freshman year at UM. It was FAU, yeah. FAU, FAU, UM. I think maybe Bethune or someone had come down. Yeah. But um, Amando, but I I think that if you look locally. And let's, let's now transfer over to the University of Miami. Armando, they haven't been that good since those years either. Correct. You know, since those years of 98, 99, 2000, before that, Burrow, 97, 96, they haven't been that good either. Yeah. Yeah, you had you to know go back I mean? to the San Pedro, yeah. John Jay. Yeah, they yeah. haven't been that, you know. And I don't know if it's, is the talent less or other people recruiting better? Yeah, you also have but to see I, how. I, I don't see the team's. Are better. You also have to see how now. invested these uh, the yeah. schools are. Yeah. You know the athletic department. How much money are they yeah. putting in? You know, yeah. I mean, you want to you want to say Miami Miami should be in a better position to put some money into into baseball because yeah. I mean right now their their basketball team is nationally ranked. Yeah. They have a good chance of winning the national title. Yeah, you know, but they're putting in money into football. But you'd like to see that money go into baseball as well. I like to see it, and I like to see also scholarships getting expanded. I think that the amount of scholarships that baseball gets, it doesn't work where each kid can get a scholarship. But um, And these NILs, too, I think I'm sure are having some type of something to do with recruitment, I'm sure. I don't know if the NIL deals or FIU are going to be not good. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? So so that's another factor here that you kind of have to throw into the recruiting thing. And and But if Mike Quintana was there, well, we'd have some NIL deals. Yeah, We'd have some big ones. But yeah. hey. And sell the hats. Sell the hats to the public. I want. I want to buy some, man. And I, actually, funny enough, I reached out to their athletic director via Twitter. He actually responded to me, and he goes, "Oh man, you know, I'd, I'd have to check with the school what kind of deal they have because I think they do it through Fanatics now or whatever." Mm-hmm. But I'm like, dude, make the hats available because I, I I go to the FIU store at the school, and I'm like, where are the baseball hats? Not available. You know, like they have all these hats. But they're not the baseball ones. Yeah. And they've made them nice. It says FIU really big. It, they're nice. Like, 
me llama la atención and I'm like, I, I want to get a couple of those in different colors. They don't have them. Mano, let me ask you a question. You don't think that FIU can get 500 people a game to the stadium? They could. Easy. They could. Easy. You know Especially how? Being in Westchester, man. You got dorms. Yep. You you can't offer a free uh, chips, burger, chips, and drink to 500 people in the dorms per game for free? Got it after you give, we'll feed you after the six. Yep. You got to be here for the game. We'll feed you after the six free dinner. But they got to do something, man, because every time you go, there's 20, 30, 40 people, man. And as a player, you know, you're responsible for getting up and, 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 and getting motivated 100%. Oh, yeah, there used know? to be some decent crowds right, back but, then, even in Homestead. But, you know, the crowds help, man. Yeah. You know, the crowds help. You got your people there. They're cheering for you. You got the music in between innings. You're able to look a little bit into the stands. You know, those things, you know, they help help the player, you know? So. Yep. Well, let's see what happens with uh, with FIU. But yep. you know, I'm I'm ex- I'm excited. I'm excited for once uh, once this year's over, twenty four hits, and you know you have baseball back yep. back on. You know, hopefully let let's see if we can m- maybe get some some people to be a guest on the show. Yep, a couple of players, coaches. You know, maybe we'll we'll reach out to the Canes and to FIU and you know give give people what uh, what they want to hear as well. You know, and um you know one one thing that people talk to us about all the time that they're listening to the podcast. It's uh, you know major league. You know what? What do we think? You know last last week we gave a whole bunch of predictions where people will end up. You know it hasn't started happening yet because um, hasn't really opened back up. But um, you know some some of some of the some of the things we predicted are starting to happen. Like you know we said we said that Bellinger would be a good fit with the Yankees. It looks like the Yankees are all in on him. We talked about Nola. You know talking about a few places. The Yankees are in on him as well. Um, Yamamoto, you mentioned I, I said he would be a Yankee. Well, this week, you know, Cashman, you know, Cashman went on on a few rants and Halstein Brenner goes, Hey, I, I like the passion. Don't appreciate the, you know, the language, but I, I do like the passion. Um, uh, you know, and he said a couple of things that pissed off a few Yankee fans, you know. Um one of the things was about Giancarlo Stanton, you know, formerly known as Mike Stanton. So Giancarlo Stanton well, let me let me say what what Cashman said first. He he said, "Look, you know, he's a he's a guy. I still think he could produce, but is he going to be healthy this year? Probably not. You know, that seems to be part of his game. But when he's on, hey, he's a great hitter. That was it. Well, I think it's uh, Wolf. I forget if it's Jason or Justin, his agent. Um, he comes out and says, "Oh, you know, to the eight free agents out there, both." Foreign and domestic, you know, now you're sounding like, uh, you know, like like when George W. Bush was like, hey, you know, terrorists, both foreign <laughs> and domestic, uh, you know, for, both foreign and domestic, if, know that if you go play for New York, they want you to be made of Teflon and never get injured. I see it both ways, Mike, you know, did, did Cashman, eh, you know, maybe you shouldn't, shouldn't, maybe he shouldn't have said that, but where's the lie? Where is the lie? No lie. You know, to to the agent, you know, like I know I know that when he said foreign, he's basically saying like I got I got, I got Yamamoto, <laughs> and guess what? He's not going to you because of this comment. Well, you also I I know you're working for your client. I get it, but you also have to see that your client has been deteriorating. You know, he's getting older. He's, he has been injured every single year. Can't run the bases for the life of him strikes out a ton 
And look, Giancarlo Stanton, I love Giancarlo Stanton. When he hits a ball, there's nobody in Major League Baseball. Nobody. Nobody on any roster that hits a ball harder off the bat than Giancarlo Stanton. That guy has power for days. And it's just like this natural, like he hits a ball and you're like, bro, that's a 500-foot shot. I mean, like no doubters. Off the bat, and sometimes when he, he just has to like tap the ball, Goes off the bat at 118, 120 miles per hour. That's Giancarlo Stanton. But, coño, you can't sit there and tell me that the guy, the guy is not what he used to be. And he's making a lot of money. And he has a no trade clause. And he's he's jogging home and getting thrown out by like a freaking mile. Yeah. You know, let's not be blind to that either. Yes, that's his client. You need to defend your client. Hey, Giancarlo, you saw what I told Cashman? I'm defending you, Papa. I, I get it. I get it. But the little thread of, oh, Ford in the, well, is Yamamoto injured? Is he going to come in and instead of throwing 98, is he going to throw 89 because he's injured? No? Okay, then we're talking about two different players. We're talking about the uh, deteriorating, you know, all-star and decline because of injuries, and it sucks. Former MVP. It sucks that he has to, you don't think it, I, Giancarlo Sonnen played for my two favorite teams in the world, the Marlins and the Yankees. I was excited as all hell when he went to the Yankees. I get excited every time he hits a home run. The first jersey I bought Anderson as a as a as a toddler was a Giancarlo Stanton jersey with the Yankees. Love the guy. It sucks to see him in decline, but you can't you can't defend the indefensible. And did it did it rub some people the wrong way? Sure, because a lot of Yankee fans were like, "Oh, you know, great job now, you know, chastising not only Stanton but." All this, all, all, you know, all of these agents, players, but he was speaking the truth. Yeah, listen, I like Giancarlo. You know, I, I like him. I, I, I would want a healthy Giancarlo stand in, in my yeah. in my lineup. You know what I'm saying? But the problem is that the juice isn't worth the squeeze, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you got 25 milli that you're giving this guy a year, and the guy maybe is going to produce for you 60 to 100 games a year. You know what I'm saying? So I can understand Cashman's comment. I didn't think it was that big of a deal, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, like you said, there's no lie. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, um, I also wonder if Giancarlo Stanton's been able to do everything possible for him to maybe make some adjustments into being healthy. You know what I'm saying? Because like that play you were talking about the other day when he was running home. Armando, the guy was not moving, you know? But more than that, what I saw about the guy that's not moving Bro, he's bigger than ever. He's more diesel and bigger than ever now. Why? That doesn't like, help. Like, why isn't his agent? And again, I don't know what conversations they're having. But the question: Giancarlo can lose 15, 20 pounds. Armando, and he's not fat, but too much muscle. Like, guys, um, this guy's six six, six seven. His bicep muscles are twice the size of yours and mine. <laughs> His quads are three, four times to have the mass of yours and mine. So there's a lot of fibers in there that obviously the bigger you are, the more injury you can have. Look at the smaller guys in the league, Armando. Smaller guys really aren't getting hurt. It's the really, really, really big guys. You know what I'm saying? But I just question whether or not Giancarlo has any type of sense of urgency to kind of like fulfill his responsibilities with what's left in his career and his contract. And is he going to maximize that? Because I just see like year in and year out, it's kind of like what Cashman said. It's like part of his game. Oh, we got him for 50 games. Okay, cool. Like that, that's not good enough, especially not, not, at not the when elite. you're paying him that much money. Now when you're paying him that much money, 
Not when you're playing for the Yankees, and bro, not when you're an elite level major league baseball player. And not when you're when you you're know? not when you're missing the playoffs, right. and that money could go into exactly. guys that could help. I think that that may have been a shots fired on purpose. You know what I'm saying? He has a no trade clause. How do you get guys out of the no trade clause? Make them uncomfortable. Make them uncomfortable. Don't let them be happy at their own place. You know, make them feel off. Mondo well, no, happens to me in the academy. You know what I'm saying? And that's how you, you know, you kind of weed people out. You know what I'm saying? And I think that this might be, that might have been the beginning of that. You know, hey, maybe he comes to Miami. No, we don't want him. We don't want this 25 million. But I'll tell you what, if they do trade him, they're going to have to, uh, they're going to have to eat a lot of that money, bro. And they, no, and, and, they, and, they, and they, they will. And they, and they will very gladly. Um, I agree with you. I mean, it could have been to get him to waive that no trade clause. And go somewhere else, you know. And hey, you know, uh, Las Vegas A's. Do you, do you do you want a power hitter <clears throat> to DH for you for a couple of years? Well, here you go, and we're paying a salary too. Yep. Yeah. And there's there's definitely going to be some conversations there. Um, the only stall to this could be that Giancarlo says no. Yeah. Not waiving anything. You know what I'm saying? But if you make it uncomfortable enough, they'll waive it. They always do. You know what I mean? He's kind of making real uncomfortable. <laughs> Hey, the Phillies aren't afraid of guys that strike out and hit 40 jacks. No, they're not. They're not. <laughs> they're not. But only yeah. one guy could DH, yeah. so maybe maybe not. But, but yeah, that's the situation there, Mike. And and look, you know, we, we talked about the Yankees, you know, being in on Nola, being in on Bellinger, being in on Yamamoto, being in on a bunch of guys. They need to free up that money, <clears throat> you know? So I get where I, I – trust me, not defending Cashman. I think he probably should have been out too, but – I didn't think he was that far off. I, I think I took more issue with what the agent said than with what Cashman said because he, you know, he spoke the truth. But but Mike, like the um, the free agent market's gonna it's gonna blow up, man. It's gonna blow up. I I was looking at the list again, and there's a lot of good players. A lot of good players, man. There's a lot of good players, and I saw some more predictions in other places. You know, Nola probably stays with the Phillies. Montgomery probably stays with the Rangers. Uh, but you know, one, one guy that had coming here to Miami, JD Martinez, we, we, we're not going to know, we're not going to know and we could predict all we want, but we're not going to know until they put pen to paper. You know, who's in a good spot right now and they're going to, the Phillies are in a good spot right now because of Bryce Harper playing first. They got Hoskins there. They're going to trade that guy. That guy's good. Yeah. He's they're, very good. They're in a great position there with that situation. Now that Harper's going to play first, you know? It's gonna be interesting, man. He's a great player. Yeah, no, a and, lot and, of good and players out there, man. And you know, I'm going to Harper. Harper had never played the position, and he yeah. played it pretty good. Oh, you know, made made some well. beefy ass, but hey, not you know, that's part that's part of his uh of his growing at the, at the position. Not the toughest position to play, but he did a <laughs> great he did a great job. That's where they, you know, I mean, I but he he, he you know like scooping and all that. You saw him yeah. making the adjustments, and it'll it'll come. It'll come. It'll come, but you know, a lot, a lot of good players out there, Mike. A lot of teams are gonna make plays for these guys, and 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 Otani, he's he's the he's the prize. And this week, it said that he's open to going to the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. I mean, I I get it. You know, the Braves are a badass team with a badass lineup, and imagine Otani in there with with Acuna and and a couple of other guys. <laughs> but but man, it's um, I don't know. I I don't know if he's um. If he if he's gonna end up in Atlanta, I just don't see it. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. Um, 
you know, we had this conversation last week and we all this West Coast and because of this, because of that, because of that and Seattle. But man, when, when I read that thing about Atlanta, like it didn't fit with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when you the Shohei Otani really, really, really want to go to Atlanta, you know, and I'm here thinking that this is a guy that that maybe wanted to build, you know what I'm saying, around him. But Amanda, you know what? The more I think about it, I think as a free agent, you got to go contender, man. You have to. You just got to go contender, especially if that's what you want to do. And, 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 you know, and, and playing in the postseason is where it's at. You know what I mean? Like some people will never get that opportunity, you know? But contender, contender shouldn't mean the, um, also the, the highest betting team. It should be you have to analyze what team gives you, Shohei Otani, the best, the best position to win. Because last year we would have said, oh, Dodgers, Braves, Yankees, mm-hmm. yep. Astros. Ended up being Arizona and Texas. Yep. You know? Could be Texas. It, it could be Texas. It, it could be Arizona. It could be Seattle. You know, Seattle, I don't think they're that far off. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be the Dodgers. I mean, what makes the most sense? The Dodgers. I just read right now. That's why I was like looking here. Yamamoto. The Dodgers are pushing hard for Yamamoto. I mean, it could be the, hey, Yamamoto, Otani, you guys can play together. You know, you have some company. Maybe they don't like each other, but yeah. maybe they do. Maybe yeah. they're best buds, you know. So it, it, you know they're they're going in. They're all they're going all in on Yamamoto, and they're going all in on um on on Shohei Otani, you know. And and I think that's a good play for for the Dodgers. But Otani's the prize, man. Otani's the prize. Otani's the prize. But I want to make one thing very clear here: signings. And building your team in the offseason don't guarantee you anything, Armando. Like, we, we keep on seeing it over and over and over and over and over that you got to play 162 games. You got to get into your division, get into your playoffs, get into your thing. And then after that, it's any man show. You know what I'm saying? Because if I was a betting man this year, I would have put all my money on Atlanta. I'd be living under a bridge right now. You understand what <laughs> yep. I'm saying? So, you know, I, I just, you, you can't measure how a player is going to perform in the playoffs. It's immeasurable. There's no stat for that. You understand what I'm saying? So, I'm excited. How many more days we got till spring training? It's uh, <laughs> 90 days. It's right around the corner. But, Jesus. dude, teams are making moves. Uh, we talked about council to the Cubs. Ron Washington goes to to the Anaheim Angels. Um, you had Carlos Mendoza hired by the Mets. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Uh, Melvin, we mentioned the to the to the Giants, uh, but a, a lot of managerial the Astros, moves. The, Astros, the, the uh, Spada, right? Spada, yeah. They, which we said kept he was in house. They kept it. They ended up keeping it in house. But you know the the moves are starting. One move that happened last year was the Marlins. You know they got rid of of Don Mattingly. And they brought in Skip Schumacher, and the winning manager of the yeah, year. He did a great job. He's the fourth Marlins manager to to do so, but out of those four, only one has a World Series, which is Jack McKeon. So you know, I'm hoping he's more Jack McKeon than the other guys. And Girardi got fired the year that he won the Manager of the Year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he went and he went to the to the Yankees. I think that was that was more purpose, yeah. uh, you know, on purpose. But yeah. uh, but uh, you know, Mattingly, you know, he just lost a handle of the team, unfortunately. Hopefully Skip does a great job, man. And hopefully with, with Bendix now being part of the team, you know, they they build a nice culture. You know, Miami is known, you know, with the, with the heat for culture. 
hey, hopefully it happens with the uh, with the Marlins as well because the Heat do it every year, man. The yeah. Heat, yeah, they had the big three, you know. But lately they had Butler, Adebayo, Hero. They bring in, you know, Gabe Vincent, Max Drews, Duncan Robinson, and these guys are playing their ass off. They made the finals twice, you know. They won yeah. the Eastern Conference twice. And, and, and that's almost like, you know, in, in basketball, that's like the, the Rays equivalent. You know, they build this team and you're like looking at it and, you know, year after year, it's like, oh, they have Blake Snell. Eh, they, they trade him. Yeah. They bring another guy and he's awesome too. Armando, um, the Schumacher hire was under the old GM, right? Yeah. Great job. Great, you know, great job. She did a great job. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I know at the beginning, yeah, but she did a great job. You know what I'm saying? She brought those trades in. We got into the 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 you know the playoffs. We, you know, we got the manager of the year. You know what I'm saying? Yep. She did a great job. Great trades, she man. Did a great and job. You know, we got Josh Bell. We yeah, Burger. She did a great job. You know the they they all worked out. And they hired Schumacher, which under the you know it's she did a great job. And I I, I like this guy from Tampa. I saw his interview yesterday and stuff like that. You know, I'm gonna give him a chance, just like we gave her a chance. Well, she was good, Armando. Yeah. She had some shoes to she, fill. She was good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, she was good. I didn't think, uh, you know, but, but she was good. She did a good job. I would love to see her with an open payroll. Oh. You know? That that she's not being handcuffed into right. Soler or Avisa Garcia or, you know, that tier. Some of them worked out. Yeah. I get it. But imagine, imagine Kim Ng without the handcuffs. Yeah. What can she do with a Yankee payroll? What can she do with a Dodger payroll? And look, you know, whoever hires her is going to get a good a good GM. Yep. They made they made some good choices there with the with the Marlins. Uh, like you said, they made the playoffs. Manager of the year, a lot a lot of good players. You know, Eudi Eudi Perez was yeah. one of the best. Uh, you know, young guys in, in all of baseball. Um, didn't win Rookie of the Year. Corbin Carroll won Rookie of the Year, deservedly so, and Gunnar Henderson over in the American League. But but they made some very good moves. Yeah, they did some good moves. She did a great job. Um, let's see what you know. Let's see what unfolds. You know, with the rest of this offseason. But I, I think with the Miami thing, and and you know, I know earlier in the show we were talking about FIU and stuff like that, and we you just mentioned the culture. Um, in my opinion, when it comes to culture, you got to have the same people in place for a while. You know yeah. what I'm saying? To be able to, it's kind of like the Miami Heat. Have yeah, the right? has been there forever. Right. So, when I, so when I go back to our, our conversation about FIU, you know, whether you liked Danny Price or not, the guy had a culture. He was there yeah, for 21 didn't. years, 22 years. Like we knew, like we, he had this little culture there that we liked, you know, and I think that one of the, the, the constant turnover of coaching is one of the reasons why you're not going to have a lot of success, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like the Miami Heat, they keep their guys. They've had that culture how long? And they keep building on it. But like replacing a culture for another one to try to try to try to try, that's a recipe for failure. Yeah, and it, ha it happens in you know look, it I happens mean? in the NFL too. Yeah. And and look, a lot a lot of good coaches. You know, hopefully the Dolphins stick with McDaniel for for a bit. And you know they're doing good now, but if in a couple of years he's eight and eight or eight and nine, sorry, with the seventeen game season, keep him around. Like let's yeah. see what's up. You know, because what, what's your a lot of teams are are quick to pull the trigger. Right. But look, if you look. You know who won the, the who's like the like the one dynasty that's still in in the NFL? It's the Kansas City Chiefs, and Andy Reid's been around the block and back, and he's been with Kansas City for quite a bit now. Yep. You know, so 
B- build, build yeah. the culture and longevity and create cultures, you know, created in my opinion through, you know, longevity or semi longevity, the Spurs with Popovich, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, you, you build it, you build it, man, you know, Golden State with Kerr, the Patriots with, uh, with Belichick, you know what I'm saying? So the Dolphins had with Shula. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you gotta have that, you know what I mean? It's important. But so. right now, man, in this, in this, in this day and age, it's so quick. Everybody's so quick to make a change, you know, whether, whether it's a coaching change or a player change or, or a pitching change or in the game or where I see it here with, with Anderson, you know, I'll be watching something and it's like on demand. Everything's on demand. I want everything now. I want to win now. This, this guy doesn't work out. It's, you know, if you're telling me, okay, you know, there's reasons why. Look, the Lions are sticking around with Dan Campbell, and he's doing a terrific job, you know. But but stick with some guys for a bit, you yeah. know. What what happened to some patience? You know, there's there's 32 teams in every in every league, you know, or like 30 teams, and not every team wins. Only one. The last yep. I checked, only one championship a year, right? Yeah, that's it. And everyone else is a loser. But everybody, everybody's so quick to pull the trigger, Mike. It's, it's too much. It's it's crazy and. And it's the day, the day and age we live in. The, Instant gratification. The, the social media. I want it now. The, the Twitter. And look, I'm I'm guilty. Like you know, sometimes I'm you know I'm watching the NFL draft, and you know Goodell's about to go to the freaking mic to announce who got drafted, and I'm on Twitter. You're I already, already saw looking, it. I already saw it. I already saw it. You know. And sometimes I'm like, I don't want to know. And I put my phone down, and people are like texting me. Oh, you know. It's Amanda, think about. Like, oh my god. Think about our lives. Twenty five years ago. Had a beeper, right? Yeah. My mom needed to talk to me. She would beat me. Yeah, I'll call you when I get to a well, landline. Got a landline. It was no emergency. There was no rush. Now it's like if you don't respond to a text within five minutes, why, why, why aren't you yeah. on your phone? Why aren't you, you responding to me? Are you dead? Oh, yeah, I sent you a message three minutes ago. Yeah, bro, I know you just, you're calling me. What's up? What happened? No, I just sent you a text. Okay, I didn't see it. Give me time. What time? It's an instant gratification problem. It's like now. I want things yeah. now. Look, you know like er, earlier earlier today, I'm at the mass. Um, you know, I'm not going to mention who, but I get a I get a message like, you know, hey, can you look over this? You know, oh, hey, you know, give me a little bit. I'm at this mass. Should be out by eleven. I'll take a look. Okay, great, thanks. Eleven oh one, they're calling you. No, like fifteen minutes later, it's on the open chat. Hey, can anybody help me with this? I'm like, dude, I just <laughs> give me. I still called the person. I helped them out. You know, but do give me a little bit of time. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you 11. I'm not telling you, hey, I'll call you tomorrow. Um, you know, right now, I there was a call I missed, real estate call from another agent, and I also got a text. But if I get another text in five <laughs> minutes, you know, it's, uh, hey, you know, I've been trying to reach. I know, I know, like. And everybody wants you to be available, like, when they message you. You know, that, yeah. that's not realistic. One thing that I've been doing a better job at, is um, while I'm having lunch, I'm not using my phone anymore. You know, Good. Just because, just, just you know, Good. I'm trying to enjoy the meal, digest it better, and I don't need to be reading stupidities while I'm eating lunch. You know Good. I mean? And you know what? I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of it, Mike. But I'm, that's a start. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of it. And, and you know what? It's, um, I'm, I'm glad you said that because, you know, sometimes I'm not that good at doing that. But you know what? It's it's your time. It's your time, man. It's your time, especially if you're eating with a friend, if you're eating with family. You know that that could possibly wait. You know, yeah. may, maybe maybe that that bitazo, like not important. You yeah. know, and yeah. you keep going on. Yeah. But 
not everything is an emergency. Not everything's an emergency. You know, just because somebody's like calling you about a deal, hey, yeah. the deal's closing Friday. Yeah. Okay, give me a little bit. If it's an absolute, hey, you know, we're trying to reach you because, like, it hit the fan. Okay. Yep. Then you know, let, Mike, give me give me a minute. Let me let me make this call. Hey, what happened? No, the bank's not approving this person because of this and this. Hold on. Let me make a call. Whatever you you solve it. But sometimes it's not worth it. Right. Sometimes it's not worth la magura. You yeah. know, like you're eating tabaque mal. You know, you you just like, you know, you're eating with a friend, with family, with your kids. You know, sometimes it's not worth it. But but yeah, we live in a world of. Everything has to be instant. Everything has to be now. And right now, and why now? Why this? Why that? And it's... For for us, I think we were kind of, you know, that's not how it was for us. And now us as older people, we're kind of seeing that that's kind of like how it's moving. I worry about our kids, Armando. All the time. Because, bro, like, what? how's this shit going to be in 20 years? Like, how quick is information going to be... You know what I'm saying? And how quick is it going to be turned over? And how, you know, it's just wild no, and, to me, man. And how involved is everybody going to be in their lives? Because yeah. right right now, man, like, the other day I, said, I said something to Anna. Said something. I go, to my, I go to my social media and there's an ad for it. Immediately. They heard you. I didn't type it. I didn't. It was something that I said. You know, but Siri's always listening. Alexa's always listening. Always. I'm on the, I just got a new truck, right? And... I've been looking for a new vehicle for like three, four months. And it's exactly that. The amount of ads I get on my phone for Chevy, Toyota, Ford. You know, you go to Google, you type in Chevy dealer and that's it. Now you're locked into that algorithm and now you're going to get all the, you know, it's wild, you know, like how's it going to be in 20 years? Is it going to be like, you're going to snap your finger and the pizza is going to make itself like, how's it, how's it going to be? Because I worry, man, like I worry about things getting too easy. And I see it now, like, I don't see kids that are 15, 16, 17, 18 years old working jobs like we used to. Right. It, it, it's not. It, it's totally different. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I just, I just wonder, like, how, how hard are they going to have to really work for stuff and for information? And, you know, because I remember having to open up a encyclopedia, brother. My yep. parents had in the office every letter. You'd go, you'd get it, you'd open it up, you'd, and that's what we had to do. Now it's not like that. Dude, How's it going to be then? Like I, I, I want, like I want my girls to have some type of struggle where they're going to have to figure it out. I'm not talking about like a crazy struggle, but no, man. Like I, I, I. I don't want the answers for them on the phone just because they looked it up. Like I right. want them to. You know, like, get the book and look for it and, and stuff like that, you know? Like, it's just it's not, not there. It's not there. It's not going to be yeah, there. Yeah, like, look, like, two two things. Last night, Anderson had a cartoon on, and I was looking through Netflix, and there was something about, <clears throat> that talked about, like, animals, like, the history of animals. And it was, like, two million years ago, a recreation of the saber-toothed tiger trying to attack no sake or whatever. It's like, ah, oh, Bob, I don't want to watch this. And I'm like, this is history. This is tough to learn. And I left it on and he was watching. He's like, oh, so, you know, the meteor killed the dinosaur. And he was asking questions. And I'm like, good. Because this is stuff that, like, I learned. And and not all of it is bad. If I sit there and I, we look at a documentary about that, hey, he's learning something. But you have to balance, you know, the muñequitos with, with that. Also, with, with the working, you know, the day Anderson turned 16, taking him to Starbucks, 
McDonald's. Start applying. Whatever. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you, you tell me like, hey, you know, we're, we're still, you know, you still have Diamond Dreams or, hey, you're the head coach at FIU <laughs> <laughs> and you need some help. Hey, Anderson, you know what? Let's go talk to Coach Mike. Maybe tell him trabajito. You know, you put him to work. Hey, start working and earn your paycheck. But a, a lot of these kids now, it's like, oh, no, you know, I'm making a YouTube video. Or no, I am I'm do I do TikToks. Hey, you know, yes, there's a lot of money to be made, but but not, that's not everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 you need to learn. You need to get, get a little job, you know, like right. like aprenda aprende to to make your money. And that's not hard work in TikTok. That's that's, no. that's sitting down. It's you, not work. You know, it's not work, period. Like that doesn't show you like the responsibility. I my first job was at Eckerd Drugs. I worked at Eckerd's on one thirty seventh and eighth street. You know, I worked there, I was fifteen, sixteen, sorry, I got a job when I was fifteen. And, um, you know, working and having my own little dinerito and, and being on time and, you know, having my hair done and my clothes clean and getting to work on time and punching in and punching out and driving there safely, driving home safely. Those were all life lessons. Yep. If I was late to work, I never was. There was consequences. You know what I'm saying? And let me tell you something. <laughs> when I had a Saturday or Sunday off, okay, and that phone rang, and that caller ID said Eckerd Drugs. There was no hiding. No, no, contete. No, no, no. Estoy aquí. Don't tell them. No, 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 no. My dad, my mom. Hello? Hey, how you doing? Oh, 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 you guys are short. Mikey will be there in 20 minutes. Like, I didn't have, I remember it was like 1230 one time. My dad's like, oye, Eckerd called that they need you to closing. Go on your butt. Get ready and go to work. Like, that's how it was for me. You do that now. You tell somebody on your day off, Mando, happens to me. If I didn't have a worker on Sunday and something happens Saturday, I need a worker for Sunday, it's very difficult to get, bro. We're talking about one, two hours of cash money, easy money. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, living in the Quintana household, you better hope that phone didn't ring on your day off. I remember 2005, I was off. It was my off day at Channel 6. Um, And I'm sleeping. And that madrugada, just arriving here in Miami, coming to the West Coast, was Hurricane Wilma. And they called me at four in the morning, and they're like, hey, we need you here. And I had to drive with tropical storm winds to get there. And I closed the door, and it was windy, and I went in, ding. And I was going to be there probably for the next 24 hours without moving. You know why? Because there was a storm, hey, we're going to feed you. We have food. We have this. We have that. But you know what? It was it was an experience. And I got to experience a hurricane there and I worked on my day off. And the next day, hey, you know what? We need you to come the next day too. Went home, made sure everything was fine. Back there. And you got paid. And I got paid. And you got paid. You don't go, you don't get paid. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? And Amando, like when I was growing up, I needed to have my own money for certain things. You know what I'm saying? Like, my parents weren't, oh, then shoes, go, get the shoes. No, no, no. Like, oh, we're going to give yeah, you the bare necessities. Here. We're going to give you the bare necessities, right? Ahora, you want that watch? I'll save up money. And somebody that works, you know, I had a little envelope. I saved, save up money. You go get it. You know, oh, you want that hat? Okay, well, you know, save up your money. And that's how I learned, you know? And it wasn't my parents being bad to me. Oh, my parents, no, no, no. That was my parents being really good to me, bro. Really, 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 really freaking good to me that I had to learn all of that stuff and do it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Kids nowadays that don't work at 15, 16, 17, and 18 because mom and dad are going to maintain them so that they can get their grades, good grades, 
Okay, I think you're limiting your kids. It's my opinion. Because I got good grades while I had a job and while I was a student athlete. So now kids can't work. They can't do more than one thing to get good grades. Like, like no, man. Like, there's time for everything. No, and You know what I'm saying? And not just that. But what you're not teaching your kids in those years is detrimental, Armando. You can learn so much at 15, 16, 17, and 18 from having different bosses, different jobs, learning how to use cash registers, learning how to count money. There's learning the people skills, society skills. That those are the years you need to figure that out. You know, I remember working at Eckerd's and in the pharmacy at 15 or 16, you know, having to look for your name, give you the medicine, double check that those are the right medicine, charge them. Like Those are all little detailed things that, that help in the future, you know? And, and Mike, and you never, you never know. I have a friend, started working in high school at Publix, like in groceries, whatever, went to high school, graduated high school, went to FIU, got his degree while still working at Publix. Fast forward, you know, 20 years. He's killing, pretty high up there he's at, Publix. Killing at Publix. And he's making a lot, Amanda, a lot of money. There's a lot of opportunities, a lot of, a lot of opportunities with these companies. When I worked at Eckerd Drugs and I worked in the pharmacy, my first year and a half, I worked in the pharmacy. Okay. Yeah. When I was going into, yeah, they, they make you, they tell you, listen, if, you know, you're a great worker. They bring you in. Listen, if when it gets to the time in college and you're still working with us and you want to study pharmacology, study pharmacology, you know, and we have a job for you. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of opportunities. Publix is a hell of a company to work for as a young kid. Great. You get stock options. Great. You know what I'm saying? So get to Ab- work. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And there's nothing, there's nothing more gratifying than paying for something with your own money. Chequecito. I love it. I bought, I bought my first computer yep. with money I work, I, you know, that I that I made while working. My first laptop while I was at FIU. Toda cosita you were buying. And all the stuff that you paid for, whose is it? Yep, that's yours, yours, baby. That's it's it. Yours. Can't take it away. See, you you you, you learn about baseball. You Business, learn about Diamond Dreams Academy. You everything. learn about real estate, and you learn about life. You're on <laughs> Diamond Dreams Miami, up and in. This was episode sixty. Very good one. Another great show. Yep. Let's keep it rolling. Catch us, and hey, ne- next week Thanksgiving. We're in. We're we're, we're in. We're, we'll record something we're really be, quick. But we're gonna be very hey. thankful. One thing. We're gonna be very thankful in the next show. Absolutely. Yeah. Love you guys. Take care. See ya.